Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, hello, and howdy, guys. Welcome to another episode of Rotten to the Core, the podcast where we delve into history to find some secrets of people who were, well, rotten. I am your host, Josh Waters, and thank you for joining me today. I think the hardest part of my job is combing through history to find a rotten person who fits the bill. Well, when I came across this senora, I had to share her horrendous actions. Now, I want you to get nice and comfortable. Because do I have some messed up history for you today that you won't want to miss? This is Rotten to the Core, and today we will learn all about Enrique Aramarti, or the Vampire of Barcelona. As I mentioned, she was known as the Vampire of Barcelona, but... Was she born evil, or were her vile acts towards children just a means of her survival? Born in 1868, she moved to Barcelona as a young woman and started out on the straight and narrow. Working as a maid servant and nanny, she soon realized that that wouldn't be enough to make ends meet and quickly turned to selling her own body to make a living. She must have been decent at it because she started to make headway among the affluent families in town. She then met and married a painter named Juan Palo, but the marriage wouldn't be one of happiness. The couple split up and recoupled about six different times throughout their relationship. Juan blames her cheating as a prostitute, her character, and her reputation around town as his reasonings to end things. He expected her, I guess, to put an end to her sexual promiscuous lifestyle and just make her life about serving him as his wife. The couple, or Enriqueta, would never have any children of their own. Well, even though she never had any, Enriqueta saw value in children. Not as leaders of the next generation, more of a how-can-I-make-money type of value. She then started to collect and use what she called stray children to work as beggars for her at the local convents, charity houses, and churches. She became so successful at it that she was able to stop begging for herself and allow the children to do it all for her, just giving them a portion of their profits. The children really became her main source of income and gave her the opportunity to focus her time on procuring and prostitution. Enriqueta liked to go to the wealthiest places in Barcelona to find her children, often procuring them to work for her as beggars first before she would either force them to work as sex workers for her or murder them. Again, she only saw the financial value of children 
and really didn't think of them as anything but a way to make money. In 1909, Enriqueta and a man from one of the wealthy families she procured for started running a secret and let's say unique brothel. It wouldn't be long until it would be shut down and both arrested and accused of selling children for sex acts. Nothing would ever come from the arrest, though, due to the man's wealth and influence, and the pair were both set free and cleared of all charges. The brothel was shut down, though, so there was some good that came from it. Now, when I came across this, I had a question. How could they get away with something that horrendous? Well, I found out by the middle of the century, the population density of the city reached about 856 per hectare, making it one of the most crowded cities in Europe. For comparison, the population density of Paris at the time was less than 400 people per hectare. The dirty and crowded conditions led to numerous epidemics of disease in the city and a lot of crimes just being overlooked. All that would be enough to classify Enriqueta as rotten, but that wasn't the end of her brutal treatment of children, sadly. Enriqueta seemed to be a woman with many horrendous passions. Not only was she procuring and prostituting children, but she also started to dabble in dark witchcraft. Under the guise of a medicine woman, she started brewing incredibly evil potions. It is hinted that she learned her practice through her family. She kept a grimoire and with well-written notes, recipes, spells, and names. Someone taught her, but it is unknown if it was hereditary or if she learned it from an unnamed acquaintance later on in her life but she did see an opportunity to use her witchcraft and would sell treatments and remedies to her affluent clientele to treat a variety of ailments, especially tuberculosis. Enriqueta, though, used the most ungodly ingredients in her remedies, though. As I mentioned earlier, she would kill the children who worked for her once she saw no further value in selling them for sex work. Once she murdered them, she got to work on dismantling their bodies and utilizing their skin, hair, bones, blood, fat, and whatever else she could use to create her potions to sell. And the children were anywhere from a few months to around 14 years old. She was also able to get away with this for years since she used so much of their bodies, their wasn't much of a body left that she had to hide. And due to tuberculosis being rampant at the time, she would end up making a lot of money from her various creams, ointments, filters, salves, and potions, as people were desperate for any treatment in the overcrowded city. This is where she starts to slip up, though. And on February 10th, 1912, Enriqueta would kidnap her last victim, the young girl, Teresita Congost. I don't know about you, but I've been unmotivated in the kitchen. Thanks to HelloFresh, I now have a new cooking muse. With so much variety on their 50 menu and market items to pick from every week, 
It has never been easier to switch up your diet between their veggie, fit and wholesome, family friendly, and even gourmet options. Save your time and let HelloFresh do your grocery shopping for you and stop blowing your money on excess food that will only go to waste. Your pre-portioned farm-fresh ingredients will be delivered right to your door within a week. Since I've made the change to HelloFresh, I've started to enjoy cooking again. Every meal I make is something new and fresh and so easy that I can't wait to learn and try them. I've even found new foods that I love thanks to the variety HelloFresh offers. Even better news, Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. With a larger selection on meal plans, there is literally something for every kind of appetite. And all my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Go to HelloFresh.com Rotten16 and use code Rotten16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com Rotten16 and use code Rotten16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts with America's number one meal kit. I can't stand clutter. It's spring, and for me, that means it's time to get some spring cleaning started and declutter my home. I like to get rid of anything that I don't need, use, or want, and have my home a clean space for unwinding at the end of the day. Have you ever noticed that like our homes, our mental space can become cluttered as our thoughts and emotions build up? That's why it's essential to work with a trained Talkspace therapist to help clear out some of that mental clutter. Like my home, the more cluttered my mind, the harder it is to start working on the mess. But with how simple it is to talk to my licensed Talkspace therapist, it has never been easier to help find clarity in my mental hoard. No matter your schedule, you can message your match therapist through the app anytime you feel overwhelmed by your cluttered thoughts. With 24-7 text, audio, and video messaging, or schedule a live session when you need some face-to-face help. It's everything you love about therapy, without all the extra clutter. If thoughts and emotions are piling up, a fresh perspective can help you feel better. Match with your dedicated therapist today at Talkspace.com and use promo code ROTTEN during sign-up to get $100 off your first month. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code ROTTEN. Police would spend the next two weeks searching for the girl, but would come up empty until a thankfully nosy neighbor of Enriqueta, Claudia Elias, turned Teresita looking out of a basement window, and Claudia saw her. Claudia asked Enriqueta if the girl was hers and became suspicious when the window was quickly and rudely closed in her face. Claudia then told her mattress maker about the young girl she saw in the window who matched the description of the missing girl, and he went to police immediately. Can I just say I love this, that this crime was helped, I guess, solved, or brutality was helped put to an end because of some gossip. Spill the tea, and it'll set you free. (laughs) It took around 10 days from the time Teresita was spotted until police would investigate the home. And on February 27th, three policemen approached Enriqueta's flat. Under the guise that they were there about a complaint of her keeping chickens in the apartment, they made their way inside. Once inside the flat, they found the two girls alive inside. 
Teresita and Angelita, with Teresita claiming Enriqueta had promised her candies and sweets, then covered her in a black rag and forcefully brought her to the house. Once there, she then cut her hair, changed her name to Felicidad, and told her that she didn't have parents any longer. She then demanded that Teresita call her stepmother and would only feed the poor girl stale bread and potatoes, while also pinching her hard and often instead of beating her. Ouch! That made me wonder, why the pinching? Was it because she was unsure she would sell the girl for sex work and didn't want to damage her? I mean, she literally kidnapped and murdered children, but beating was where she drew the line? I'm not saying I wish they were beat. Again, it just struck me that beating was where her line in the sand was, all of the stuff she did, and that's where her limit was. At first, it gave me a glimmer of hope that maybe there was some humanity left inside Enriqueta. My thinking was that by pinching, she was, in her way, merciful by sparing them the pain of a beating. But was it, again, to save the children some suffering or just to protect her ingredients? That's my question, I guess. Enriqueta, what the hell was wrong with you? Teresita also told police that they were not allowed to go to the balconies, several rooms, and the windows. She went on to tell police that she and Angelita explored the flat one day when Enriqueta was not home and found many girls' clothes in a sack that was covered in blood and a boning knife. Angelita also mentioned a five-year-old boy named Pepito before Teresita arrived at the flat, and that Enriqueta killed him on the kitchen table, but she didn't know that Angelita saw her killing the boy. Angelita also did not remember her real surname, making it a lot harder to identify her, but she said that Enriqueta mentioned her father's name as Juan Paolo. Enriqueta claims that Angelita is her and Juan's daughter, but Juan testified that he had not been intimate with Enriqueta for several years and that they did not have any children together. She then claimed that she took the girl from her sister-in-law when she was a newborn, and her sister-in-law does not know because she told her that the baby was stillborn. Enriqueta was arrested and served time in prison. Detectives went back to the flat and discovered the sack filled with bloody clothes and the knife with blood on it. The investigators also found another bag containing about 30 bones which give evidence that they were exposed to fire along with some dirty clothes in it. 50 pitchers, jars, wash bowls containing preserved human remains such as children's hair, greasy lard, coagulated blood, powdered bones, and skeletons of hands. There were also all of her potion pots with potions, ointments, and salves. Detectives decided to explore two previous flats where Enriqueta had lived and revealed even more evidence. They found human remains in the ceiling and false walls hiding a three-year-old child's skull and several bones from children ages three to eight. Some remains were still intact, though, clothes on the corpse, revealing that she kidnapped kids from impoverished families that did not have enough money to look for their missing child or children. There was also a very well-written book filled with her potions, recipes, names of children, and the names of her wealthy families to whom she procured or sold remedies. Police did try to keep that list from being made public, but were not successful. 
Soon, the public was in a fury over how the town's doctors, politicians, and influential people were connected to Enriqueta's crimes. Police did manage, though, to convince the public that they were just names of people she had begged from and that she kept a record of their names so she could steal from them, which did work, and all of the blame fell into Enriqueta. It would appear all her wealthy friends had abandoned their procurer to pay for her crimes and theirs. And all of that would be enough to appease the outraged public in town. They wanted to see her pay for her crimes. In an attempt to save herself a trial, Enriqueta cut her wrists with a wooden knife in an attempt to commit suicide while awaiting trial, but would be unsuccessful at her attempt. Her life would be taken by prison mates who killed her 15 months after her arrest by lynching her on the prison patio on May 12, 1913. So Enriqueta was never tried for her murders or crimes. She was secretly buried in a common grave located on the mountain of Montjuic in Barcelona, leaving the total number of her victims unknown and questions unanswered for eternity. This is one of those situations that leaves me, I guess, unsatisfied with her end. Now I feel no pity for her and how she met her maker. I hate that so many questions were left unanswered by it and the victim's families couldn't receive closure during her trial. Other than that, good riddance to you, Enriqueta. And even though they have long since passed, I believe that their spirits are still aware. And to that, I say to her victims, I am so sorry for how your young lives were ended and how much you had to struggle during your time alive. May you find solace in your new journey and go in peace. If you would like to stay up to date on our current episodes of Rotten to the Core or have suggestions for future ones, please follow and like us on Facebook at It's Rotten to the Core, Instagram at It's Rotten to the Core, Twitter at Rotten in History, or just go to itsrottentothecore.com. I am your host, Josh Waters. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Rotten to the Core, Enrique Marti, the Vampire of Barcelona. I hope you all have a splendid day, and I will talk at you later. Be good, y'all. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.